You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go! There's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat! Let's go! There's only one person that carries the ball right here! Tim Tebow back in the system. Oh my god. Featuring Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. And Jess Place. Let's go, son! Let's go! Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ah! Wow. How was that? Oh, my gosh. Did you sign up, Mike? Are you a member of the MyBookie.ag community? I feel like something's been missing in my life, and now I found it. It's MyBookie. So yes. I'm excited. You get to hear my whiny voice. All Dude, time now. your voice is honey being poured into my ears. Oh my gosh. And this is Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Mike DeSico, who is a savvy gambler. Uh, so savvy, he doesn't really do it. So, uh, But if you did do it, you should do it with my book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, if I was a gambler, that's how I would do it. And, See, uh, I'm not much of a gambler, but I will sell my soul. I am a, a, a corporate shill. And I'm not ashamed to say it. So if you uh, want me to sponsor or something, something Broncos, heck, we could even get uh, Mike to swear for you on uh, on a recording if you want. Oh, so, I, uh, I would like buy some fucking M&Ms. God damn M&Ms. God damn. Give me some M&Ms. <laughs> uh, peanut M&Ms, by the way. I'm not doing any of those other flavors. You are out of school and peanuts are not allowed. That's yeah. I mean, technically, but. 
I mean, here's the thing people don't know about education is you're allowed to lose up to 3% of your students each year before you're like penalized for it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm allowed to, you know, you're allowed to have peanuts up to a certain threshold is met. All right. Kicking. We'll start with the kickers. Well, you want to go kickers or running back? What do you, what do you want to go kicking? Uh, take me kicking and screaming into the news, baby. What's his name? Fry, the kicker. I just Elliot Fry. Elliot. Damn you, Elliot. Uh, he, uh, he was cut. He was released. It was uh, sayonara, uh, Elliot Fry. Was he uh, the kicker in the game on Friday who looked bad or the one who looked awful? Uh, he was the one who looked awful. Uh, okay. Reports are we that kept he the bad was kicker. somewhat injured, and that's okay. why they released him. He's going to be fine. He's day-to-day with a small injury, but I I call horse are. crap. I think uh, I think he missed those field goals and was like, ah, I tweaked something. I, you know, like lying to uh, uh, prolong his tenure. Uh, in the hopes that he suddenly realizes how to kick. I don't think he was that hurt. You didn't see him limping around. I mean, I I, I know, dude, I know a person that Elliot Fry's mother listens to this podcast and you're out here disparaging her little boy. I am. I am. So how do you think uh, Brett Maher feels? It's got to be good for his confidence to see Elliot Fry's uh, lifeless body hit the ground. Watching another kicker get cut. That's got to help him, right? That's That's got to help. But I say there's at least a 70% chance that our kicker on opening day is not on the roster yet. I'd say that's higher than 70%. It's It's got to be good news that there was a trimming of the roster and it wasn't you. Awesome. But I think uh, Peyton said it's him versus the rest of the league, or maybe I just read that on Twitter because teacher educating kids didn't have much time on Twitter today. Um, but he's kicking against the rest of the league. They're watching people. They're looking at you know who's available. So he's not out of the woods yet. A lot so more you stories think- Going back to your probabilities there, do you think that uh, Brett Maher has a 30% chance of making the Broncos or do you think it's less? I think it's less than that. I think at best it's 30%. So then, yeah, so I guess it's probably less, but uh, maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's the new Brandon McManus. We don't know. I know. I have mixed feelings. Like I was kind of angry at McManus, but then seeing this preseason game where we couldn't kick a field goal, like that kind of made me uh, long for the days of, of, of the Gooch. Here's the thing about McManus. For as good as he was and the money he wanted, it did not line up. It did not equate. We could, uh, just because the kicker's not on our roster, we could get equal production for less money out of that uh, position. And so to me, it was a uh, no-brainer move. One of my buddies on Twitter, Joe McQuinston, you know, pointed out it was the right move then. It's the right move now. I agree completely. His his time was done. You know, ability in relation to his salary where you want it is somebody's really good who's on a rookie contract. We just signed a long snapper, so there is a long snapper battle going on in camp. Dude, uh, well, you got to warn me before the stuff. In my heart, Jack Landher, double R, H E R R, Landher. Yeah, so he he and what's the scouting uh, report on him, Jess? Mitchell Frabroni are going to duke it out in camp. He snapped for four years uh, at UCLA, and everyone knows that is a long snapper factory. UCLA. That's where you want to go. If your kid's a long snapper, you send him to UCLA. Send him to UCLA. Exactly. Uh, so Handicap uh, the battle for me. Do you think Strength, it's interesting weaknesses? that all those field goals were missed, and uh, it, and uh, and then they bring in a new uh, long snapper? Do you think that has something to do with all the missed field goals? I mean, obviously, Elliot Fry can be saved by the long snapper, but um it's interesting uh you know they brought him in for a reason it wasn't just a what the hell this guy tells good stories around the water cooler uh they brought him in for a reason so if you're in the incumbent it can't be good 
if if you're this far into camp and they're bringing in an additional long snapper, that cannot be good for Mitchell Fabroni. No, it, it cannot be. You know, uh, the last time a new coach brought in a long snapper, remember when McDaniels, that was the first moves he did. He yeah. cut yeah. a long snapper, signed a guy for a million bucks a year from the Patriots. and Lonnie Paxton. Lonnie Paxton. There you and, go. Uh, I don't know. The uh, long snapper, you don't want to ever know his name. You don't want to. You it want shouldn't him to be operate. a topic of discussion. Between you want to be coaches. operating in complete anonymity, and the fact they're bringing a second one, it's not a death knell, but it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. So I'm going to be watching this with great interest. He's my new Anakin. I'm a Emperor Palpatine. I'm going to be watching with great interest how his career develops. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I look at a, you going deep with the Star Wars reference. Yeah, I made a prequel joke, and they suck. They suck. So bad. You suck. Anyway... Can we talk about Javante now? Yes, let's talk about oh, Javante. Boy. What would you like to tell me about Javante Williams? Okay, well, I'm not in the building and I'm not a doctor, but I still have takes. I don't, you always worry about people coming back too soon, too fast. So you assume they went through all the due diligence and that he's ready. And I'm just really crossing my fingers that he's ready mentally to run the way he runs to be effective in the way he can be, to make those cuts, to take those hits. And so I really hope he's ready. Um, I think like everybody in Bronco country, we're pulling for him. We love that guy. We need him. Wait, you sound like like he's going to play. You sound like he's going to play this week. He's going to play against the Niners. He's going to play this week against the 49ers? They say he's 100% and he's going to play. They haven't determined a snap count, but Sean Payton said he was going to play. And that is a remarkable almost unheard of recovery. And so that's what makes me nervous. It's sometimes, you know, the too good to be true. So I'm hopeful fingers across, but I hope he's ready. That's right. What could possibly go wrong? Dude, come on. Everything, <laughs> Everything could go wrong. Hey, Jess, you know, it's better than a commercial at the beginning. What? A commercial right now. Oh my God. Yes. Stay tuned guys. But here's the thing. The offensive line did exactly zero favors to Russell Wilson. He was hit on 64% of his dropbacks. I think we all saw that stat. He was just getting pummeled. Is this offensive line, you know, they're not good dropping back. Are they going to be better pushing forward? Are they going to be a better run blocking offensive line? What, or is Pookie going to be hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage every time? What are you, uh, what's your optimism level here? Because to me, after that game, my main takeaway is the offensive line. And that's the main thing I want to see in the second game is the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, just because you say that, I... I am a little more hesitant to see Javante because I know that the offensive line can't do much without McGlinchey and Garrett Bowles was not up on his game. Well, uh, sometimes they're better run blockers than pass blockers. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad, but I'm not inspired. Let's see some blocking in general. That's sure. what I, just, just in just the global blocking scheme. Like, can yeah. we do that? Yeah. Michael, can um, we do that? I would love to be able to do that. I, you know, uh, Garrett Bowles, man, coming out of his injury, looked shaky. I mean, everybody and their brother on Twitter pointed out the Cardinals do not have a good pass rush. And they look like the, uh, you know, 86 Giants out there with LT and everything. They just manhandled the offensive line. And so a lot of work to be done there. How many times do we got to turn uh, Garrett Bowles around? He makes a lot of money. He does. And I'm just thankful as somebody who's watched him play these last few years, who's watched our right tackle situation these last few years, that we've completely ignored it in the draft. I mean, that's how you want to tackle this problem. You want to ignore it. You want to hide under a pile of coats and hope that it resolves itself. So it'd be nice if we had a young guy we were talking about who might be ready to take over at some point, but we don't. 
And so we're going to sink or swim with Bowles and McGlinchey. And here we go. That's an awful big risk. Put on your swim cap or don't. Yeah, it can be a lot. You think we're going to be swimming or you think we're going to be sinking? You I'm, should put I'm on an your... optimist. If, if it's one thing our listeners know is that is that I always see the bright side of things. Like I think we're going to I always to see the well correct done. side of things. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, I mean, because the thing is, Russ... We said we wanted him to look. We didn't want to see an average, competent performance, and I, th- I think we got a little bit above that. I thought he looked okay. I thought he looked decent. Um, not to start. Not what, to start. They had to leave him out there to kind of figure it considering, out. Considering, but considering what he had to work with and how quickly he was being hit, he grew into it for sure. But we wanted to see an okay performance, and we got an okay, maybe a little bit okay plus performance. So I'd say okay minus. Was, I would say okay minus because I he would really? give an extra time to make something happen. I mean, sure. I, I I don't know if it's entirely all uh, on him. Actually, I, I would I would give the offense as a whole a okay minus minus two minus. We go I two give minuses. the offensive line a minus. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know. I think considering that he had no time to throw, that all those things worked against him. He made smart decisions. He. Uh, Stood in the pocket when he had to. He moved a little bit. Uh, I thought it was for a first preseason game, considering the burden that's on him mentally and physically, he did. It was pretty good. I mean, not great, but it's what we wanted to see for a first game. I feel bad. I feel bad for everyone who listened to the mid-game something-something Broncos, which, by the way, Michael, you were invited to and uh, and roundly turned us down because you were not going to miss that third-quarter action. Here's the thing. If I'm not the focus of the podcast, why do I waste my time? I'm not an opening act. I'm a headliner, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and you had too many people on there. Now, we honestly, uh, we could have used my, you, Michael. Now, my wife was coming home in a few minutes, and I was going to like talk to her and you know stuff like that. You were going to give so her I, all your Broncos insight. That's not very kind. I made listeners. a I made a business decision, as they say. No, all my insights are still on Twitter. That's my brain, Mike DeSico, uh Yeah, Collins my brain goes straight to Twitter, so nobody ever says. I wonder what Mike thought. Yeah, no. Make sure, make sure you follow Mike so you can watch him flex that Twitter muscle or whatever yeah. it's called now. And X. and make, you know, inane, obvious observations, pickled with an occasional swear. And in my hundred tweets, there's gonna be one or two good ones. A little something for you to find. I feel bad though, because I predicted a win uh during the uh podcast last the last podcast the end game podcast and um and they didn't win they ended up giving the game away on the last play with that two-point conversion for those of you who stayed up past uh russell wilson start can i just say like who cares we all agree on that right i I would like the win i like it's nice i would like to win nice to win it's nice to win but has preseason win and loss had any correlation on anything ever no well, I'm going to injuries happen. Well, and injuries happen, sure. But, you know, I think part of that, uh, like you said, the people stayed up after Russ, Jared Stidham didn't look very good. Some people he were saying awful. Some people were saying Stidham, man, he's going to take over for Russ. Not not after that. He's not. He looked uh, like uh, the Brock Osweiler. The Nooch had a moment or two here or there. Um, is the actual competition now Jared versus uh, Ben DiNucci? I guess. I mean, is that that's where we are? Yeah. <laughs> Either yeah. way, if any, if either of them come in at any point during the regular season, we are screwed. You apologize to the Nooch right now. If the Nooch comes in, he's going to be what Chad Kelly should have been. I apologize. I should not have skadoosh the Nooch. You're not skadoosh the Nooch. I will not skadoosh the Nooch again 
in this episode. Don't skadoosh the nooch. Don't skadoosh the nooch. You heard it here Guys, first, I, folks. I have to pay for college, and that's how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm always going to college in a couple of days, and that's how I'm going to pay for it. That's right. Don't skadoosh the nooch. Don't skadoosh the nooch. I'm taking credit for that, by the way, even though yeah. we can clearly take prove it. that take you take came it. up with it. By all means. Take yeah. It. Yeah. But nobody better take it from me, because I'd be low. So what <laughs> are some other positives? Don't skadoosh the uh, nooch from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... I thought Sutton and Judy uh, looked good. Uh, P. Ryan had his moments. Uh, the drop pass was not great, but it was a great recovery. Um, what was that? The drop pass from Judy was not great, but it was a great recovery on fourth and short for the touchdown. That's kind of the cost of doing business with Judy, I think. Yeah. He's going to have with those like every his now his brain turn off. He's like, he was ready to turn up field. It was just like, whoop. Yeah. Um, nothing Bronco fans love more than a a third string quarterback and b a fifth string running back Jaleel McLaughlin or as the Broncos called him on his jersey McLaughlin with a yeah kid, in there. There no one like spell check yeah but the kid looked good yeah yeah he is could he be this a, year's uh, Joe Don Duncan you see you see another Joe Don Duncan or is he a practice squad player or is he sneak in before uh, Beatty and become our third running back where is where is he I, at? I, like you said, like it's it, everyone loves to fall in love with these guys, these these other tier guys, and it's it, it's I think it goes back to like the Olandis Gary and the Mike Anderson and you know those guys. Mm -hmm. um, who was the third guy? Who was the third guy? Paul Davis. No, it was Mike Anderson, Olandis Gary, and then who was the third? There was like another like a third running back. Um, well, we had a uh, not Cecil Sap. Cecil. Well, I mean Peyton Hillis came out of nowhere. No, before uh, that, before that, Mike Shanahan. Um, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. He had like 1,400 yards out of nowhere. It's not Tatum Bell. No, not Tatum Bell. Pre-Tatum pre Bell. Uh, Broncos. Oh, my God. This is – I'm going to say the name, and it's going to just freak me out um, by season here. Do you know who the Broncos' third leading rusher in history is? Bobby Humphrey. Come on, man. <laughs> Stop embarrassing yourself. Uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, Floyd Little. Uh, Sammy Winder. Sammy Winder. Yeah, Floyd Little is number two. Is he number two? Yeah, let's see here. Uh, Otis Armstrong, Ruben Drones. Ruben Drones. That was there. The it one. is. That's or cool. let's let's be honest. As far as uh, Bronco uh, running backs that people fall unreasonably in love with, uh, you heard of a young man called Philip Lindsay. Uh, yeah, the only thing more irritating than the fans that love Philip Lindsay still to this day are uh, Philip Lindsay's actual family. Yeah, on Twitter, yeah. they are yeah. uh, very active we'll just leave it at that yes they are uh <laughs> had my run in with them uh yeah whose family is worse tim tebow's family or philip Lindsay's family well tim tebow's family has never angrily tweeted me they so angrily with... tweeted after we were eliminated by the ravens remember that no the tell yeah the brother was like denver got what they deserve oh right i remember that we got the niners coming up we're gonna have javante uh do we score more than 18 points or 17 points. How many points do you have? 17? We lost 18 to 17. Yeah. How many points do we score in relation to the amount of points scored by the San Francisco 49ers? I don't think I don't think we I, I think we might win. Um just of course you do. You know, I'm a homer. Yeah. Um and but I don't think we score a ton of points. I just don't see it. Um the offensive line is not going to be able to um do that great. And so yeah. I, think, I don't think good things are going to happen with McGlinchey out and Bulls struggling like he is. Well, you know, it's like it's not like the Niners are going to be throwing all these exotic blitzes at him, but their defense is one of the most talented in the league. So that said, oh, you mean better than the Arizona Cardinals? A little bit, yeah. 
So what do you want? What's what's a good performance then? What what do you want to see from Russ? What is sustained competence? Like I want I want to see Russ complete passes. I want to see Judy catch passes. I want to see solid play. Like it doesn't have to be great. It just has to be like it doesn't. It, there were moments where I was flashing back to last year in this last game where I was just like, oh, like this doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to not have flashbacks. Yeah, I think that's all we're looking for. It's just growth. Like, are they moving the right direction? Peyton's like, we're going to clean up that offensive line. All right, well, let's see it. Let's see a little something. Maybe he only gets hit on 40% of his dropbacks, which is still a crazy amount. That's an improvement. It's an improvement. Um, so, I, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see. Okay, you're going to call me crazy because I asked for a pie in the sky. I like to see a kicker kick the ball between those two tall yellow thingies. Yes. I would, that would be cool. And I I don't want anyone to skadoosh the nooch. I, what kind of person would? But when it comes down to it, what's going to make or break this game is the long snapping. You know, how does that battle shake out? And that's where we are with this week's Something Something Broncos. <laughs> yes, we brought it full circle. We skadooshed the nooch. We talked long snappers, and I'll be damned. It's been a great episode. Uh, I am Just Place for uh, Mike DeSico. And I'm Mike DeSico for Just Place. And uh, thank you for listening to Something Something Broncos. Make sure you use that mile23 code on mybookie.ag. My book- yeah. Here's the thing. If the next code isn't pot pie, what are we even doing? I tried skadoosh the nooch and it's too, it's too long. It's too, yeah, it didn't work. So, and you didn't, and you hadn't thought of it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. My last probably... I, I had no oh, input on the promo. Hey, code, support so. your advertisers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Love you, Jess. Love you, Mike. Talk to you later. Let's ride. Let's ride. Bye bye.